Bruce Newberry. The food dude. Well, we welcome you to the Food Dude's Table. The Food Dude Table this time around was at Castle Hill Inn, and I had company at the Food Dude Table in the company of Brenda Newberry. Well, we joined the club, stopped at Castle Hill Inn, got a chance to experience either a late lunch or an early supper. It was from the Supper Club series, so I guess uh, you decide. The Agassiz Supper Club series, which wraps up this coming week, and we were treated to a couple of the greatest hits in the Supper Club. We were treated to some real southern comfort with the most amazing buttermilk fried chicken from Rhode Island, but with some real southern touches from Chef Jeremy Esterly, who you'll hear from in a minute. His culinary inspirations come from the south, as you will hear. And we had fried chicken and the most amazing grits. Then, the current feature which wrapped up this past week, was steak frites. It was a Wagyu hanger steak that was done just the way that a steak lover would want it, rare and just lovely, with an amazing sear that you will hear about, and a take on a French onion soup, an onion gratin. A piece of work, really, a piece of architecture. <laughs> I don't mean a piece of work. I'm a piece of work, but that's another story. Uh, and a wonderful arugula salad with some nuts and an apple cider vinaigrette. And tart tatin for dessert. Now you'll hear about the wrap-up of the Supper Club series from Executive Chef Andy Torr. We also spent a few minutes with Director of Food and Beverage Lou Rossi. And uh, he has some big plans for the dining room at Castle Hill Inn, as you will hear. Chef Jeremy, how are you? Great to be here in the private dining room at Castle yes. Hill Inn with you. Absolutely. It's fantastic. Good day. Fantastic. And we've got the perfect dish for just about anything. We have fried chicken and grits. Yes. Who for comforting Southern food. Yes. Uh, this was our first supper club dinner that we did at Castle Hill, uh, but it was a lot more involved. But we decided to feature two of the things that people really liked. Um, the heirloom corn grits, like I told you about earlier, red flint corn, nice coarse texture. It's a little less soupy than a normal grit. And then the fried chicken is something that I've been cooking for a very long time. So good. Well, let's start with the chicken. It uh, looks like it is uh, just done in the uh, in the real traditional way. Tell us, tell us what you can without giving away any secrets. <laughs> so a long time ago, I went to New Orleans and visited um, a place that's pretty famous down there for fried chicken. And I snuck in the back kitchen when I was walking downtown to ask if she would show me how she cooked. So we marinated it in a lot of eggs, buttermilk, a little bit of hot sauce and salt. And then uh, we bread it about two hours before we fry it so that it makes a nice crust. And the crust, the, I was always told if you can't eat the flour with a spoon, then you shouldn't be using it to fry chicken. So, Right. It's got to be good. It's like the wine. Yeah. If you're, you wouldn't cook with any wine you won't drink with, you won't cook with any flour you won't eat with. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> that's correct. I like it. But... Now that's a that's a secret, and that's the real deal to uh, keep that breading going for a long, long time before you start. Yeah, absolutely, and it's just one of the it's the best ways to fry chicken that I've found. Over well, there. you can tell. I mean, the the layering of the 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 breading when it came up out of that oil, it just makes these waves and these bumps, yeah, little shards and yes, cracks. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And it just adds so much character to it. Uh, tell us a little about the chicken. The chicken uh, we buy from Murray Farms, correct? That's where we got this from, actually. And we also use Blackbird Farms locally. Uh, for I thought there was a local angle, yeah. Yeah, um, both fantastic. The chicken, you know, it's 
it's so much different than commercially raised chicken. Also, it's local, which makes it super nice to use. But the flavor is so much better. And it actually, it seems like it's juicier because there's more natural fat in the bird than regular commercially raised. Well, you can see when you cut into it that uh, it is juicy as can be. And that, yeah, this is this is no ordinary frying chicken. No. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're, uh, you mentioned New Orleans. Where are you from? Um, from Ohio originally, but I spent most of my adult life in Alabama, so I picked up a lot of like soul food kind of traditions, barbecue and things like that. Mm. Yeah, this is so good. The flavor is is just so deep, and I mean that breading is as advertised. Mm-hmm. Let's talk grits. Now these are um, these are really flavorful. Yeah, uh, it's just gouda grits because in the South cheese is predominant in grits. Either they eat them with just butter or a lot of cheese, um, but the variety of corn in this grits really makes them special because. It's a little nuttier, kind of like a popcorn-y flavor almost because they're toasted, very rich and buttery. Um, we cook them in cream from Wright Dairy, a little bit of local butter uh, from Cabot, and then just season them up with a little bit of salt and add a bunch of cheese. I mean, there's just so much going on in the between yeah. the grits and the chicken. We've got a whole cast of characters going on on this plate, and so I can understand why it was uh, such a big, big hit the first week of the uh, Supper Club. Really, really amazing. Uh, Chef Jeremy, thanks very, very much. Great job. Thank you. Well, here at the Supper Club table here at Castle Hill Inn, Chef Andy Tor has just brought some steak frites that are just amazing. Chef, nice to see you. Nice to see you. Great to uh, be here and great to be able to have a preview of the latest chapter in the Supper Club series. Yeah, we're really excited with uh, this week. I believe we're currently almost sold out. If not, we are sold out for tonight and tomorrow. Um, It's been a really huge success. Hopefully something we're going to continue down into the future. Yeah, well, what a great uh, great excuse to come on out here uh, in the uh, so-called off-season. Of course, we know that there is no off-season, really, but we're just kind of getting back here into spring. But this is wonderful. Tell me about this steak frites. So the steak frites, um, the fries themselves are a triple-cooked potato. Um, they are cooked in duck fat. So it stays moist on the inside, but it'll be crispy on the outside. Um, the steak we're using is a hanger steak. That's the cut, um, and it's a Australian Wagyu. So basically like a traditional Japanese Wagyu breed mixed with uh, Black Angus. So it has a lot of the fat content in there, but not so much where it's, um, it's overly too like rich. But it is melt in the mouth, though, as the Wagyu will be. Yes, very tender. Now, there's something else going on here. We, uh, we did not just throw this on the grill. Um, I believe he... He did. So we, we did marinate it and then we seasoned it um, earlier on. So it was able to really penetrate into the center of the meat. It, it, you can tell, I mean, there's a, there's a nice crust from the sear. So there's a little bit of a, of a crunch going on there. And yeah, I can, I can definitely tell that it's gotten through a little bit. It's Montreal s- spice there's a oh, profile in there, but yeah. uh, tell me what else. So underneath there is a cognac green peppercorn sauce. Wow, I, I, I would not have guessed that, but <laughs> okay, so cognac green peppercorn. I was definitely getting the peppercorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a cognac, um, basically a veal-based sauce um, with a little bit of cream, uh, meat stock, and brined green peppercorns. Wow. Now, how long a process does this take before it hits the grill? Well, the sauce itself is probably a two to three day process. Wow. It starts with making the stock, which takes at least 16 hours. And then it's just hours and hours of reducing time after that. 
So you didn't just sit around uh, yesterday afternoon and say, oh, I think I'll whip up some steak no, frites. This no, is a thought no, process. something we usually uh, just whip up on the fly here. Um, it takes a little bit of planning. It takes a bit of planning for sure. And then uh, that sear is amazing. It is uh, perfectly cooked to a rare, kind of a, almost a mid-rare, but more rare, but uh, just amazing. And the hanger steak is so flavorful, and Wagyu anything is amazing, but this the flavor of this really comes through it has a character yeah so a very um um good piece of meat that's not typically found um on menus um mm -hmm. in in this area especially um but just not much off like not much hanger steaks um come from one single cow so definitely a um a premium cut no doubt no doubt but let's not neglect the fries the frites yeah, uh um, we've got uh we've got these triple cooked fries in duck fat yep um so we will we blanch them freeze them um blanch it or sorry steam them freeze them blanch them and then the final cook gets them crispy oh yeah and let's not forget the compound butter here yeah compound butter um our maitre d butter made with tarragon chervil um and a local butter from vermont butter and creamery oh yeah oh man uh it's so good and i mean there's it, it is really the best of all possible worlds because you have the the uh, you have the uh, wagyu going on, all of the sear and all of uh, the character and, and everything with that veal stock and that uh, green peppercorn cognac uh, marinade. Plus, there's nothing like steak and butter. Right, very. It's a very traditional accompaniment to uh, a steak frites kind of dish. So that's kind of the overall theme with this dinner is kind of traditional bistro style food. Yeah, let's talk about the uh, onion gratin here. So onion gratin, um, something we've had a couple years ago. Everybody loved it. We loved it. So we brought it back. Um, all of the same flavors of a French onion soup, mm -hmm. um, minus all of the broth at the bottom. Gotcha. So there is a tiny bit of broth at the bottom, but it, it has baguettes. It has Gruyere cheese, um, the, the caramelized onions. So basically all the best bits in a French onion soup. So good. French onion soup is one of Brenda's favorite things in life. So uh, this is, uh, she's going to be an authority on this. All right. So we cut into it. It is in this, uh, it's in this, this crock type. Was it cooked right? It's cooked yeah. right in this. Yes, we, um, we, we layer it in there and then we bake it for, I'd say, probably 10, 15 minutes. And then we fi finish it in the salamander. And you can see when you cut into it, there are these layers of cheese and then the crouton, and then you can see the broth oh, underneath. That's excellent. Just enough broth in there to keep it um, from drying up. Right, right. But it's it's not, you would have this as a side, not as a not first as a course. Starter. Correct, yeah. yes, correct. For that, we have the salad. For that, we have, so tonight we have a choice of that or a salad. Um, a salad is just simple local mixed greens. Um, a couple leaves of bitter greens, um, some shaved pears, toasted walnuts, and a apple cider vinaigrette. Oh, man. I mean, I love a salad with nuts anyway, and the, the dark greens are really incredible. They add so much character, so it would be a hard choice. Yeah, it would be a hard choice, but, you know, if you're if you're feeling feeling hungry, definitely go for the uh, oh, yeah. gratin. That's going to be, yeah, the gratin is going gonna, is gonna to definitely fill you up, or you could share it. Yeah. Many guests will end up getting one of each for the table. So Yeah, uh, I think that that's the way to go for sure. Uh, and then for dessert. For dessert, we have a uh, traditional tarte tan with uh, apples. Um, so caramelized sugar on the apples, a little caramel sauce, and then vanilla ice cream. 
Really good. Uh, story behind the apples and the uh, the they making are, of the dish? They're just local apples that we've we've been getting varieties of local apples all season. Um, just we just wanted something familiar to people to kind of finish out the meal. And uh, it always is uh, something that leaves you with a smile. So this is the uh, the latest in the Agus's Supper Club series that's going on. And uh, you're you mentioned that you're going to hopefully continue it later on, maybe in one of the other shoulder seasons. Yeah, probably. Um, we're looking to do it in the fall. That's a possibility. Yeah. Um, if not, it'll be after winter or winter next year. Sure. Leave everybody uh, hoping for more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what a wrap up. So we had uh, a real Southern menu to start off this year. Correct. Um, Southern menu. We had a St. Patrick's Day menu. Right. Supper club this week. And then next week we have our Hawaiian luau. That's right. The luau is going to wrap things up. Yeah. Tell us a little about that. Um, we have Kalua pork. Um, so we got whole suckling pigs that we are going to smoke and, and roast. Um, we have tuna poke. Tuna poke is uh, what is happening. It is having a moment. It is so popular around Newport and a lot of other places. So that's a great way to finish out this series. And then we roll right into Easter. Right into Easter. Um, we're doing this year doing Easter brunch, um, a three course prefix. Um, I believe we are sold out for that one as well. Um, regular dinner in our dining room, our formal dining room. And then our next event coming up would be Mother's Day. Right. Which we still have not opened the books for, so there will be plenty of spots. So stay tuned for that. Correct. All right, Chef Andy Tor and Chef Jeremy here at Castle Hill Inn. Gentlemen, thank you very much. This was uh, so such a treat. We appreciate the uh, look at the Supper Club menu. Thank you. Thank you for coming. You're dining out with Bruce Newberry. Bruce Newberry. The food dude.